When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is Eye of the Hurricane Podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. Hello again, and welcome to Eye of the Hurricane Podcast. I'm Bruce Howard, and here are our final two coaches in the American Athletic Conference Media Day, which occurred last week, and the final two coaches are coaches of pretty good programs, talking about Sonny Dykes of SMU, and the Mustangs went 7-3 and three last year, and Ryan Silverfield from Memphis. The Tigers last year went 8-3, and three, including a Montgomery Bowl victory over FAU 25-10. First, let's deal with Memphis, and for the Tigers, they will come to Tulsa on October 9th to take on the Golden Hurricane at H.A. Chapman Stadium. And head coach Ryan Silverfield was asked in his second year now how things are obviously a little bit different. You know, first year as a full-time head coach, uh, quite a bit of things to learn from. But the one thing I took away from it is all these returning players that are here on our roster now are fighters, right? They persevered through a lot. Uh, a lot of things could have occurred last year without doubts. And the group of young men that were representing the University of Memphis this 2021 football season, uh, they're a bunch of fighters, tough young men that uh, of high character. Uh, they're going to go out there day in and day out and, and, and put forward on the name on the front of their jersey and the name on the back. So really excited about this group of men. Well, as we do this Media Days virtually, we're going to let Chuck Sullivan come in, and he is going to direct the traffic for the media members that will ask the questions over Zoom. Take it away, Chuck. Thanks, Chris, and thanks, Coach. Uh, we'll get started with the questioning with uh, Evan Barnes from the Memphis Commercial Appeal, please. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, Ryan, first of all, happy birthday. Um, second of all, 
Um, obviously, the quarterback battle is going to be the main theme going into camp starting this week. Um, you've been now a part of two past quarterback competitions. How do you bring that experience into this now being your decision as you decide kind of who's going to take over the keys to this this offense? Yeah, thanks, Evan, for those wishes. But uh, you're exactly right from Paxton Lynch uh, to Riley Ferguson to Brady White, right, the all-time winningest quarterback in program history. Uh, those are big shoes to fill. And uh, we're excited about the competition. Like I said, we have four capable bodies uh, that will be in there competing for the quarterback spot. Excited about all of them. Uh, there's no panic. I think uh, our, our players have great faith on the offensive side of the ball. Whoever we put back there uh, will lead us, and, and we'll have a successful offense like we've had in the past. But, uh, look, it, that's the fun thing, right? We've got to throw the ball out there on Friday, let the guys compete, and uh, day in and day out, you know, will we name a starter in week one? I don't know. And maybe a couple weeks into training camp, but uh, we'll make sure that uh, all everybody that's involved will be pleased with the, the decision and whoever we decide to stick with, uh, all hands on deck moving forward. We'll go next to Isaac Simpson from Tiger Sports Report, please. Hey, first off, happy birthday, Coach. Thanks, Isaac. Um, going back to last year, uh, up until now, and you kind of talked about this in, in the opening, how much have how much is navigating this new world with COVID, the, the protocols, and everything like that? How much of an impact has that had, and, and how tough has that been to kind of navigate? Yeah, you know, I was talking earlier on the radio that uh, who would ever thought my first three months on the job would have been my easiest, right? Preparing for a cotton ball and putting together a staff. Uh, but ever since then, right, with the pandemic, COVID, uh, dealing with the transfer portal, NIL, and, and talk of conferences, right? It's the day and age of me being able to sit in my office and watch phone for 100 hours and just do X's, those are long gone. Uh, but you know, the, the great thing about this is we've got a wonderful staff. Uh, they've been hugely supportive of everything, administration. But again, credit goes to our young men. Our players are the ones that uh, day in and day out, they don't bat an eye. They understand there's things going on uh, throughout our world. Uh, they've been very supportive of me. And, and likewise, uh, just again, I'm, I'm just so honored to be able to coach these guys. And we got each other's back. So no matter what happens, all right, I just keep waiting. There's something else will happen. And we'll be uh, chins up, held high, and ready to roll with whatever comes. We'll go next to Mike Seed from WREG TV in Memphis, please. Hey, Ryan, how you doing today? Good, Mike. How are you doing? Good. Um, I know there's you really don't make much of preseason expectations, but anything that may motivate your team when you saw the the preseason media poll that comes out and has the Tigers fifth going into the conference race this year. Just your thoughts on that and and anything you can do to maybe motivate your team going into a new season. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the preseason polls are, are great. It's, it's for people to talk about and to be able to answer questions on. But uh, once that ball gets kicked off on September 4th, the preseason poll doesn't mean a darn thing. Uh, one of the things I like about it is, guess what? Our guys have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, that's the way I've always been. I know our, our team's the same way. So uh, if they rank us first or last, it doesn't matter. We got work to do. Uh, we're excited about training camp and the upcoming games, uh, one day at a time, one game at a time. So that's just part of it. Uh, look, let's talk about in January, see where we end up in the poll. We'll go next to Frank Bonner from the Daily Memphian, please. Hey, Ryan, nice to meet you. How's it going? Frank, welcome aboard. Welcome to Memphis. I appreciate you. I just want to ask, um, with... Uh, the, the, the COVID situation, how do you approach the conversation of vaccine, vaccines with your players? Yeah, Frank, I think that's the biggest thing, just with like a lot of issues that we're dealing with uh, throughout our world is 
It's about education, right? I talk to our young men about it. We certainly don't force anything, um, but understanding and educating what the vaccine can do about this uh, pandemic and what's occurring, that's the biggest thing, right? Whether we have a doctor come in and talk to those guys, or we send them educational articles, or even things that are occurring throughout the NFL, uh, that are other places that are occurring, other teams uh, in our conference that you know are getting vaccinated. So it's an educational piece. Uh, we're there to answer any questions. We've got a wonderful medical staff uh, that can be there uh, to answer questions as well. So it all goes back to making sure that we are supplying them uh, with whatever information they need, also that the vaccine is readily available if they choose to do so. Are you um, at liberty to tell what, what percentage of your players are vaccinated? Yeah, by the time the season starts, we'll be uh, well over 80%. So. Uh, is that good? Sure. But, you know, ideally we want to get to 100 percent and we're going to continue to educate. And uh, that's the nice thing is our guys understand not only the nature of this disease, what it could do from a health standpoint, but also uh, as far as the dynamics it could play onto a football season. We'll take the next question from Clayton Collier from WATN-TV in Memphis, please. And uh, first of all, happy birthday. Um, just, uh, you know, going in. Mike had touched on it there with the preseason media poll, but do you subscribe to, to trying to have poster board material fit, you know, obviously isn't isn't where you'd want to be um, for this team? Is that the messaging that you, that you want to try to subscribe to? Yeah, Clayton, look, I mean, I, I think our guys are plenty motivated. So if it's a media preseason poll uh, that what people believe that we should be, uh, that's great. But our, I think our guys are all motivated. Our, our goal uh, year in, year out is to compete for the championship. Our guys know that. Uh, minimum expectation to go to bowl games but uh, like I said it's a one day approach at a time one game approach uh, with the right mindset that when the dust settles and January comes we'll look back and hopefully have a successful season but uh, look I I think a lot of our players here at the University of Memphis uh, come from the same background and mindset of me as hey great continue to doubt us we'll prove you all wrong and that's the way kind of I've lived my life for 23 years of coaching and I know our players feel the same uh, but whatever motivation it takes, we'll find it in any form or fashion and uh, excited to get going. We'll take the next question from Dan Tortora, please. Wake up call DT. Coach, taking a look at college football playoff expansion, uh, the, the thought of 12 being the future, just what do you think that means for the American athletic and, and hopefully college football in general? Yeah, Dan, I think it's wonderful. Uh, I think it's a great right, be able to expand the playoffs to 12 teams. It gives every conference an opportunity, and I think it's important. It, it helps us in recruiting. I think our current players understand what that could mean uh, for our conference and for our team as well. Uh, obviously, you got to handle your business within the AAC, but I think what it does is it kind of lets you know that this group of five uh, notion that people are saying, it no longer really exists. We've always called ourselves a P6. I think our conference, the AAC, has proven year in, year out uh, that it belongs with the quote unquote, bigger names in college football. And I think there's a lot of excitement about that. Uh, obviously, it won't affect us this season. But moving forward, uh, the more teams you can add, the merrier. And we hope to be a part of that when that cycle rolls around. And, and Memphis, is, as far as sending players up, before you came into Memphis, a lot of guys in the backfield heading off into the NFL. What can you tell us about the backfield this year and the talent that you have? Yeah, this is now my sixth year at Memphis, and uh, you're exactly right. Let, let's call it what it is. We have five NFL running backs in the league right now, and um, we, you know we've got nine running backs on our roster right now. Uh, do we have five of them that are currently possible NFL players on that of those nine? I'm not sure, but uh, they compete. They work hard. Really excited about our backfield. 
uh, we'd like to hang the hat on running the football here. And, uh, that, you know, I think if we do that, it sets up bigger things, right? You guys will have the opportunity to meet with Calvin Austin. Believe me, I promise you, Calvin wants us to be able to run the ball because that opens up the deep shot down the field for him and it frees up time for our quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, look, we're going to continue to look at our running backs. Uh, we got a lot of guys that uh, we think are capable. You know, we started a walk-on in the game versus Navy. We started six different running backs last season. I don't want to be in that spot this year. I'd like to be able to set on or two or three bell cows and go from there. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Take another question from Evan Barnes, please. Memphis Commercial Appeal. Brian, you kind of just mentioned it with Calvin. Um, we know that he's a dynamic receiver. Is there is there kind of any sense for what, what he brings that you guys may try to, you know, find creative ways to just kind of use and take advantage of his, of his speed a little bit in production? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the biggest thing we can do is find ways to get Calvin the football. And that's our job as a coaching staff to be creative with that. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Calvin has really worked hard on improving his route running. Uh, he'll be the first to admit, man, last year was just scratching the surface and the sky's the limit for him and what he's capable of doing. He's worked really hard this offseason to detail uh, his game. And I think we're going to be able to see that on the field. It's going to be on full display this season. All those things he's capable of doing. Uh, he's taken more pride in being a blocker, doing different things. Uh, he's bought into every unit of special teams. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, let's call it what it is. Getting the ball in Calvin Austin's hands is a smart decision by us as a coaching staff, and we're going to continue to be creative and find ways. I know he's excited. The nice thing about him, he's a smart young man. We feel like we can line him up all over the field, uh, and he'll do it so without missing a beat. We'll go next to Brian Moss, please, Tiger Sports Report. Hey, Coach, in years past, uh, other schools would poach either your offensive or defensive uh, coordinators but you, you were able to keep Coach Johns and Coach McIntyre. How important is that to you to have them uh, on board for another year? Yeah, you're exactly right. Look, having continuity uh, and with what we want to do, uh, you know, Coach McIntyre's uh, don't even need to speak on, you know, his past head coaching experiences, which have been huge for us. Uh, it's good for guys like Quindell Johnson to be able to come in and, and realize another year in this defense, how much more success we can have. I think it's great for our defense, especially the depth we have. Uh, to be able to go in and say, okay, we understand this scheme. We understand what we're trying to get done uh, week in and week out. And then, you know, offensively, Kevin Johns will continue to carry the torch. Um, and our players understand what he's demanding uh, every single day from them. But that continuity uh, with the offense and defense, the coordinators is huge. I would like to continue to do that. Obviously, want them to be able to reach whatever goals and hopes they may have. Um, but I think a lot of people are really happy here at Memphis. We'll take the next one from Steve Helwick with uh, SB Nation, please. Hi, Coach. Uh, two years ago, Calvin Austin wasn't even on scholarship. And what are the qualities that you've seen from him that have allowed him to have this rapid ascension? And how vital will he be to the program now when the offense loses so many of your leaders over the past year, like Brady White, DeMonte Coxey, Kenneth Gainwell, Taj Washington? How's Calvin going to help lead that? Yeah, well, you're exactly right. I mean, it, last year was Calvin's first full year on scholarship, and he certainly deserved it. And uh, that's what I said earlier. He's just scratching the surface of what he's capable of. And he'll be the first one to sit down and say, you're exactly right. I want to continue to work things to improve upon, study game film, study ways to continue to improve uh, him's overall self as a wide receiver. And it is important because he realizes he's looking around right and he even did so last year. I think that's one of the reasons why his production went up with the loss of guys that opted out 
during the season, he knew that he needed to uh, rise to the top, and he did so. And I think he proves it week in and week out on the field. And he has that understanding, and he'll continue to work. And, you know, you asked how was he able to do so. Well, I think Calvin's a, a hungry young man. He realized that, that he is capable of achieving a lot of great things, uh, not only in his career at the University of Memphis, but beyond. And uh, what I appreciate about him is his attitude, his mindset, his approach hasn't changed. It hasn't wavered. Uh, I can promise you, he, he's going to have a lot of great individual stats this year. But if you ask him what the thing he wants to do, it's win a championship. And uh, he'll be remembered as one of our greats. But you know, more than anything, he wants to walk away with a conference championship ring, and he puts in that work every single day. And we'll take a question from Trace Trilco, Sons of UCF, please. Uh, Coach, what are your thoughts on the league's position that games impacted by COVID will not be rescheduled and, in fact, may be forfeited? Yeah, look, I understand it. Commissioner Resco's got to do uh, exactly what he needs to do. I think we're at this point where everybody understands the severity of what COVID can do. Uh, look, we, we saw firsthand and so did our conference and so did college football throughout saw the consequences that are gonna occur with COVID. That's why we'll continue to educate our guys on being vaccinated and making smart decisions with everything they do. So look, it's part of it. Uh, we understand there's cancellations and forfeitures may occur. I just hope that uh, our Memphis football players understand the severity of what we're dealing with, uh, not only at a college football level, but at a worldwide pandemic. So uh, I believe our guys understand it. We'll continue to educate them, but uh, that's part of it is. And if we happen to have to cancel a game because uh, of COVID, and that's part of it. And if forfeiture comes, we understand that. But uh, we'll continue to push and talk to our guys in the right direction. Again, the Tigers will be coming to Tulsa on October 9th to take on the Golden Hurricane at H.A. Chapman Stadium. Now let's turn our attention to SMU. Obviously a great game for the Golden Hurricane last year coming from behind and beating the Ponies. SMU under Sonny Dykes went 7-3 and a year ago, and that'll be the final game of the regular season for TU. Tulsa will head to Dallas on November 27th to take on the Ponies. And here is Sonny Dykes talking about how indeed it is different than a year ago. You know, it's, it's a... It's it's a whole lot different than it was. I mean, I, I think the thing that, that, you know, we understand is that it's changing pretty much every single day. Obviously, you know, we're talking to our medical professionals and getting their advice on the, the things that we're doing, but, you know, our players have done an unbelievable job. Our guys came back in late January and began working out and we didn't start spring ball until really late. We had a, a great 12 uh, week block basically of training uh, before we started spring football and then had spring football really up to the last day of class. And then our guys came back in, in June have had an outstanding summer. So I feel like, you know, as a football team, we're in a, in the best place we've been, um, certainly since I've been here at SMU and excited about this season. I think we have done a, a really good job of improving our roster from top to bottom. You know, I think that you're only as good as the bottom third of your roster. And we feel like ours is, is much improved. Uh, we've got more players and young players that are going to contribute. Uh, there'll be more competition for spots. We'll have guys that have been two and three year starters. They're going to have to work hard to hold on to their job. And as you said earlier, we have a great chemistry on this team and, and that's so important. Every football team has a different mentality and a different attitude. And, and this team has a great, uh, a great work ethic. I think they're very determined. I think they're playing uh, with a lot of confidence. You know, I think we, we start practice with a lot of confidence and, and have had an outstanding offseason. So we're excited about, about our opportunities this year and looking forward to getting started. 
Well, thank you, Coach. We will now open it up to the media members to ask questions. And just as we did with Commissioner Oresco, Chuck Sullivan will call on each media member to ask their questions. Thanks, Chris. We'll get started with uh, Joseph Hoyt from the Dallas Morning News, please. Hey, Sonny. Um, you know, obviously you talked about competition at key positions. Obviously, quarterback is there. I'm kind of curious, what are you kind of looking for from each of the guys? And what's kind of the plan going into uh, fall camp for how you want to split up reps and at least initially? Yeah, you know, we're very fortunate in that uh, really we have three quarterbacks that are competing for a job. Um, you know, I think all three of them are, are unique and have a different skill set. All three of them were on campus this spring and had a chance to, to begin to really get comfortable with our offense. You know, Tanner joins us, uh, uh, you know, from Oklahoma. Uh, he's, you know, he's a guy that's played in big football games. Um, you know, he's somebody that we're really excited about. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, so it should be a, a great battle. You know, Preston graduated early, went through spring ball. Uh, you know, Derek Green's been here and has uh, really improved every single year. So we really like our quarterback room. We, we like the competition. You know, the funny thing about, about that job is, you know, sometimes as coaches, we, wanna, we want that battle to be decided by a certain day or this practice or that practice. And, you know, what we've tried to do in the past is just let it occur naturally. You know, bring the guys in. Uh, put a, put the ball in their hands, let them go out and compete every day, see which quarterback consistently moves the team the best, makes the fewest mistakes, and it gives us the best chance to win. And really, that's the, the criteria that we have. And, you know, as I said, fortunately, all three of them are here in the spring. They all had outstanding springs. You know, I felt I feel like we have an opportunity to win with any of the three. And we'll see how it plays out this summer, you know, and, and as we start fall camp. The funny thing about that is typically – you know, one guy always makes a big jump over the summer, and it'll be interesting to see which one of the three does. And do you kind of have a plan as of right now for, you know, how many, like who's going to go with the ones? Are they all going to get reps with the ones, or is it still just kind of? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of rotate it through uh, with all three of them and give them an opportunity to, to work with one, twos, and threes. You know, the way we practice, we rotate receivers, and it's not really uh, as clear-cut maybe as you think with ones, twos, and threes. And But all three of them will get opportunities to, to see how they perform. You know, we'll do a lot of um, a lot of team situations uh, this this fall camp uh, because we realize how important that is. Uh, you know, for our success, being able to to execute in critical situations. So all those guys will get a look, and and uh, then we'll try to evaluate it and make a decision as quickly as we can. And when it becomes obvious to everybody. Morning, Sonny. Um, was wondering, you hired Jim Levitt in the off season after getting to spend some time with him. Uh, what is the change that he's bringing that you're most excited about? You know, Billy, I'm, I'm excited just about his track record of success. Um, you know, when, when you look at Jim, I've tried to hire him several different times in the past and it hasn't worked. And, and fortunate for us, it worked this time. You know, you just look at him and where he's been and the success that he's brought to each one of those programs. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, when you look at his track record, it's they get a lot better in year one even improve in year three and typically are competing for championships pretty quickly. Um, and so we feel like if we can continue to improve on defense, you know, our, our talent's much better than it has been. Our roster is much deeper than it has been. Uh, and so I think we've got some pieces that the gym can utilize. And, you know, I think he's going to find the best 11 guys, get them on the field, find things that they can do to be successful. Uh, but the, the thing that I think is so unique about Jim is just his, his passion that he coaches with. You know, he's uh, he's 63 years old. You think he's 33 just with the, the way he comes to work every day. He's excited to be here. I think he realizes 
what a special place SMU is and what a great opportunity this is. And, and so he loves working with our players. It's something we talk about all the time is just how eager our defensive players have been to learn and to embrace the system. You know, they're excited about the, the improvement that they saw in the spring. And we think we'll take the next step this fall. So, you know, he's, uh, he's a very unique guy in some of the things that he does and his approach uh, to football. And I think we're very aligned in the way that we see the game and, and things that we want to do. And so I'm excited about him. I think he's going to make a big difference in our defense. I think uh, the biggest thing that we're going to have to do defensively is just, you know, run to the football, get 11 guys to run to the ball and play as hard and as physical as we can. And if we'll do that, we'll, we'll make great strides with our defense. We'll go to the next one from Chris Vanini from The Athletic, please. Yeah, Sonny, uh, just kind of as a coach, what do you make of the conference realignment talk? I know it doesn't impact you guys this year, but but just what it means for the league. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I, you know, it's been fun to kind of to, to hear all the, the different conversations and the speculation about everything. You know, uh, coming out of media days, um, especially in this part of the, the country, you know, the big question on everybody's mind really is, you know, is horns down going to be a penalty? You know, that's always the big question uh, around around the part this part of Texas uh, and certainly in it dominated media days uh, at other places. But, you know, I, I think, look, I think it's it's a uh, it's going to be a, a process, you know, going through this thing and seeing what's going to happen. You know, I feel really good about our place and where we are. I love this conference. I think that you know, as Mike talked about earlier, if it really comes down to, to teams that are, that are competitive and teams that have opportunities to win championships, then this league will be part of, of, of the conversation on a national, on a national level. Uh, because, I mean, I think everybody is starting to take this league more and more seriously every year. You know, we understand uh, how competitive it is every single week. Uh, we see the success that our teams have when they play against uh, teams in, in the Power Five and, and you know the the success is the success is going to do nothing but continue and get and get better, um, and so you know as we play better schedules, I think you look around the league, our teams are playing more challenging schedules. They're playing better teams, uh, which certainly gives us opportunities to go out there and prove, you know, how worthy the league is. And and um, you know it's it's incredibly competitive. I felt like Cincinnati's team last year that won our conference championship was a top ten football team. I don't there was no doubt in my mind. Just the way that team is built, uh, the, the the kind of players that they have, uh, the way that they're coached, and and the level that those guys play at, there's no doubt in my mind it's a top ten uh, football program. And you look at other programs in our league and the success they've had through the years and how competitive they've been, and and again winning big football games against against teams that are highly regarded has been something that we've done pretty consistently. So, you know, for us, we have to continue to take the next step as a program. You know, we are we're a team that's gotten better. Uh, we've played really well at times, and we've played not very well at other times. I think you look at the way we ended the season last year, and, and it certainly wasn't indicative of what we want to do as a program. You know, did not play well uh, the last three quarters of the season, and um, you know, uh, it was just it was disappointing for us. We got off to a pretty good start and and had some success early on, but we've got to do, do a better job of being able to close out seasons. And our guys understand how important the the month of November is if we want to win a championship, and so. You know, we're going to build our team to, to have that kind of success and to, to compete for a conference championship. And as someone who grew up in the Southwest Conference, uh, how important is 
regionalization and familiarity with, with teams you think within a conference? Well, I mean, I, I think it's important. I mean, I look at, look at our schedule. I mean, we play, we play North Texas every year. We play TCU every year. We're going to play, you know, people that make sense to us from a regional perspective. We're playing Louisiana Tech. We're playing Abilene Christian. So those are four non-conference teams that, that we're going to play that are, you know, that are close to us regionally. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to play against the best competition we can play against. And if, if that means, you know, playing uh, against Central Florida, playing against a team in Florida that's had tremendous success or Cincinnati or Memphis or, or Houston or, you know, teams that have had success in this league, then, you know, we're, we're ready to play them. It doesn't really matter to us where they are. And um, as I said, I think this league is incredibly strong. Um, you know, I think it's uh, year in, year out. It's, it's proven to be one of the top leagues in the country. And, and uh, you know, we're going to do nothing but get better and better as we have opportunities to play on bigger stages. We'll take the next one from Steve Lansdale with Southwest Sports Media Group, please. Uh, good morning, Sonny. You talked about the improved talent and depth that you've had on your team now. Um, and when you look at that and when you've digested all the film from spring practice, what are your biggest question marks about this team as you enter camp? Well, I mean, it always comes down to, to having a quarterback that has experience. And so from that perspective, you know, that's going to be the biggest question that we have to answer. Uh, we've got to get some things sorted out with our kicking game. You know, we think we have outstanding um, options, uh, but we we have, you know, players that are very talented, but they just haven't performed at this level quite yet for us. Um, and so, you know, that's always the biggest answer. Uh, our question that you have that needs to get answered as quickly as it can. You know, I think we have to continue to, to develop depth up front defensively. You know, we like the addition of some new players. We love the the freshman class that we have coming in. You know, we're bigger and stronger than we have been in the past. Um, you know, our football team has has really matured up front on both uh, lines of scrimmage, which is going to be important for us if we want to win a championship. I think everybody in, in football understands, you know, the game is still played and won up front. Um, and we've got to continue to get better. Uh, I think we've, again, changed our, our roster when it comes to our defensive front and just the size and strength of those guys. And and, uh, and now we just got to get them to play really hard and complete, compete at a high level and play physical. And so, you know, I think that, that that's, that's, those are the things that we have to answer. You know, we have a really good skill group coming back. I'm excited about uh, what we have, you know, uh, coming back as a wide receiver, excited about what we have at running back, and think we have certainly the most talented defensive backfield we've had, uh, again, since I've been here. There'll be competition for every one of those spots on the back end. Um, and there'll be some really good athletes competing and playing at a high level. So, you know, we've got to answer those questions. And then a big thing for us is if we, you know, if we want to be a championship football program, we have to improve defensively. And I think it's pretty clear to everybody. We'll take the next one from Matt Baker with the Tampa Bay Times, please. Hey, Sonny, uh, with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, what impact, if any, Sorry, um, Texas, Texas know you to the SEC. What impact, if any, do you expect that to make on recruiting in the state of Texas? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't think it, it's hard, to, it's hard to, to say at this stage. You know, obviously we have a lot of momentum in recruiting right now in our program. Um, you know, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is very, very important to us uh, when it comes to recruiting. You know, I think that you have to recruit your home if you're going to be successful as a football program. And and we're fortunate to be in Dallas-Fort Worth, you know, where I think the best high school football in the country's played. 
Um, I think they're the best coaches. I think there's the most um, dedication and investment in the programs. Um, the, the players, you know, graduate ready to go play at a high level in college football and have a chance to compete very early on. And so we're in a great situation from that standpoint. You know, I don't know how that's going to, this move is going to change all that. I think, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Big 12 and where they end up uh, in, a, in a couple of years and what ends up happening with all that. And, and you know, until then, it's just a lot of speculation. And I don't think anybody really knows. Um, but as I said earlier, you know, we've got to worry about ourselves. We have to do a good job recruiting uh, guys that are difference makers in our, for our program. And we think we're doing that right now. Again, the Golden Hurricane will play in Dallas against SMU, final regular season game of the year on November 27th. That wraps it up. Uh, we have gone through the eight coaches that will be uh, at the helm of the teams that Tulsa plays this year, and so we hope you enjoyed that from American Athletic Conference Media Day. And uh, coming up in the next couple of days, we'll start uh, featuring some of the Tulsa players and their reaction to Tulsa Media Day, which was held earlier this week. We'll have some of those interviews coming up as we continue on Eye of the Hurricane podcast. I'm Bruce Howard. So long for now. This is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Golden Hurricane Sports Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.